Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Devotions with South Canyon Lutheran Church on this Monday. I am Pastor Eric Thone um, and uh, happy to have you joining us this week for devotions. So today I want to look at uh, the text that was um, our gospel text uh, yesterday for our worship service, which was Christ the King Sunday. Um, and so for Christ the King Sunday, uh, we read from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, uh, which is the final judgment scene of the sheep and the, the goats. Um, I'll read just the bit here that sort of sets the stage for, for that. So I'm going to start at verse 31 of Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And the text goes on to um, offer more or less the same description, but uh, judging against those who did not care for the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the sick, the stranger, and the prisoner. Um, for they did not care for Christ. Uh, and the scene of final judgment, final judgment is uh, another one of those themes that uh, I feel like people either spend a lot of time thinking about or very little time um, thinking about. And I tend to fall in the latter category. Um, but that's one of the good things that uh, about the lectionary, I suppose, that uh, when you have these texts like this one that are just sort of assigned, um, we're forced to listen to and think about some of these ideas that we uh, might otherwise um, not spend a lot of time thinking about. And if you're a preacher, you're forced to preach on some concepts like final judgment uh, that I might not otherwise think much about. Because the idea makes me uncomfortable. Um, in this image of the sheep and the goats, there are in fact the goats that uh, get separated and um, it, it ends with... Uh, uh, kind of another harsh judgment, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And so I don't particularly like the idea of a final judgment, but um, as I've thought about it, if, if we believe that there is right and wrong, if there is moral and immoral action, and it matters at all um, what we do, whether we do right and wrong. Um, and we believe that God is invested enough in our lives to be paying attention and to care how we live them. Um, then at some point or other, you know, there needs to be a judgment um, wherein uh, our 
lives and the decisions that make the way that we live them in fact matters. Um, and this is sort of what was understood throughout the, the scriptures. Um, in the Old Testament, you get many of the psalmists and the like questioning, why is it that these people that do evil seem to prosper and they take comfort from the idea of a final judgment wherein, in the end, things will be um, set right? Because it has to matter how we live this life. Um, otherwise, I mean, isn't our life meaningless, I suppose? So I think that there is a place for, for final judgment um, as, I, as I think about it and as I've already confessed that it makes me uncomfortable. But what I want to really lift up in this text as we think about it is the amount of grace here in God's judgment. Um, Luther has a great uh, quote in his assessment of this text um, where he talks about what we get in this text is a world that is full, full of God who can be encountered on in every alleyway and on our very doorstep as he's encountered in, in the poor and that we can meet and know and serve Christ in any of these people, every time we care for someone who is hungry or thirsty or naked or imprisoned or sick or a stranger, we are in fact caring for, for Christ. And so with this text, it has this judgment overtone, but the judgment flings wide the gates of heaven, saying that, yes, you may know, you may find Christ in a church, but you may also know, find, and serve Christ in poor, in the poor, all over the world. And really, this opens it up um, so that Christians and non-Christians alike are, in fact, encountering Christ, serving, and knowing Christ all over the world every time they are caring for someone in need. And this is taking place on such an individual level. Um, the other thing that I love in the text is that it points out that every time you did it to one of the least of these, which tells us that each one of those lives and each one of the individual acts that we might make to care for someone in need matters. And in that exchange, in that caring, Christ is there. We can encounter Christ in serving, particularly those who are in need. And so, as Luther says, we're open to finding a world that is full, full of God, Christ present in every person that it is uh, in need. And thus, people all over can encounter and find Christ in people that are in need. And so, the strange thing is that when we think about serving people in the world as Christians, we are not merely bringing Christ to them, but we are actually finding Christ in those in need. So I'll leave you with that thought and encourage you to look, seek, recognize, and find Christ, especially in those places and people where we might not expect Christ to be. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you um, for your presence in our midst, the way that you show up, the world full, full of God, that we can encounter you, Christ, in every person in need that we may encounter in our days. 
We pray that you would help us to recognize those people and recognize you in their need, to value them and love them as we love you. Open our hearts to their need that we may encounter, find you in our neighbor. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining me, and I hope that you have a blessed day and that God gives you eyes to recognize Christ and the neighbors all around you.